You are listening to Grit and Grace. My name is Taverly, and I am here for deep soul level conversations and connections about spirituality to step into a deeper understanding of what lies on the other side of the veil. As a social impact entrepreneur, founder of the Moon Temple Mystery School, high priestess and ritualist, I am shining a light on walking the awakening path and how it weaves into our daily lives. I invite you to take a deep breath, leave what you know at the door, and step into the mysteries with me. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Grit and Grace. And today we are joined by the first co-creator of Sacred Evolution. And he started his journey to serve humanity seven years ago with a plant medicine ceremony that opened him up to his true spiritual self. Since then, he's been on a nomadic journey throughout the world, learning, healing, clearing, and discovering himself. His studies have included Reiki, massage, cranial sacral therapy, meditation, mysticism, esoteric philosophy, and plant medicine. And he's now bringing greater knowing of love and the heart to the world. So, Elowin, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for having me, Taverly. I love, I love, love, love the part about you bringing love and more heart to the world as, as part of what you do now. That's so amazing. Yeah, just in my experience, if, if I'm living in my heart and coming from my heart, it's just a lot easier. <laughs> there's, there's a lot more knowing and a lot less doubting and thinking. I can just, just operate and move smoothly through the world from that place. It's a beautiful, that's a beautiful way to live. And I'm sure that it did not come easy to get to that place because it often does not come easy. Now, if we were, if we were allowed to just like be babies of love, which is how we're born and stay in that space, maybe, but most of us have this human experience that we go through. Yes. Combined with some trauma. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, for me, it's a, it's almost a daily practice to come back to the heart and to reconnect with myself on that level and feel myself love. It's it definitely it takes cultivation and I don't always have it. And when I do have it, I'm like, yeah, this is great. Why don't I always have this? Like, cause it is like on that baby level, such a natural state for us. But then I feel like just for me, the mind, the, the programming or the experiences that have led us to some ideas that like, we're not enough or we need to be doing more. I need to be doing more. I, I, I could be better. You know that I feel this, this society we've created kind of plays off of that to, to get us to buy more, you know, it's like, you don't feel good. Well, here's a shopping fix or Mm -hmm. you don't, you don't feel good in your house. Like, well, here's a vacation, like taking, taking a getaway escape. It's like, well, what are we escaping from? Like, as we learn to come into more feeling of what's actually happening with ourselves, then maybe we don't need to like run away to feel good. And if we're actually listening to our heart, then we don't have to, you know, go on a vacation, getaway to feel okay in our lives. But that also probably means we're not working some job that doesn't serve us or humanity or the planet. Because for me, I worked a, an oil and gas job before I had my spiritual awakening. And I, I would just have so much anxiety whenever I'd have to turn in a project. And I just resent, resisted the work so much. And, you know, as I let that fall away, I came into more ease in my whole being. So I didn't have to, like, escape my reality. My reality has become something more that I dive into and, and feel fully. Mm. And thank you for sharing that. I know that 
one of the most important things that we can do at this place that you and I are at in our lives is share how we got to where we are today, because a big part of that, a big part of what we do now is helping other people get, I mean, both you and I do them in different ways, but we're helping people get to the place of that fulfillment within themselves in every moment, full presence, right? Full presence. And because we know that a lot of people are still in that process, I would love for you to share a little bit about what it's been like for you to get out of, um, you know, out of the the 3D and be able to step into the 5D. Mm. Yeah, I mean, plant, plant medicine, ayahuasca was a huge help. I, I was on my little spirit quest. I didn't believe in spirit when I left Colorado and quit the oil and gas companies, but I knew I was on a spirit quest and ayahuasca found me within three days or something. And I've been getting these goosebumps, these shivers that we talk about. And at that moment, I met somebody and we started talking about it. And I just full on started getting vibrations in my body for like half an hour, like continuously. I was like, wow, like I feel like I'm supposed to go with you. And so like that journey with that plant medicine just opened me up to like, oh, you're a spiritual being having a physical experience and you're here to help change the world. And on some deeper level, I'd always felt that. Um, that like, oh, I'm here to be part of big change. But I feel like the message that I had received was that like, oh, one person can't change anything. Like, like, and really that like, almost that change is not even that possible. And so, yeah, working with those messages, I first started trying to like save the world very externally and like working in Portland, like doing nonprofit work and volunteering and trying to build a tiny house community. And I was just miserable because I wasn't like looking on the inside. So for me, it's been like really that, that internal journey of knowing myself, sitting with myself, feeling the feelings and like, yeah, processing through all those layers of, of programming and of trauma. And, and, and that allows me to step into my full self and kind of like express my, express my true authentic self in this world. Yeah. So. And I do see, I mean, the way that you just described that though, sounds to me, it was exactly what it was supposed to be because you, 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 even, even when you stepped into nonprofit work, because that's my background. So I, I do feel like being of service is a stepping stone towards letting your ego die, right? Like, because nobody yeah. working in nonprofit is making, well, let me correct that. Not a lot of people. There's a small percentage that work in the nonprofit field that still make millions of dollars. But the majority of us that do, that's not our goal. Our goal is to be of service. And so it does change your mindset a little. Plus, it exposes you to communities that have totally different up, uh, situations than we do. And so it creates this sense of um, deep empathy for others. So I, I do feel like that was probably a big part of your process. Even if it still didn't light your fire, you tried it. And you, totally. you, went, you went somewhere else to like find your inner flame. So we, I want to talk a little bit about ayahuasca and there's a couple of different plant medicines we'll talk about today. But for those that haven't ever experienced any plant medicine ceremonies, can you talk a little bit about what that is? What is it like to have, regardless of which plant medicine it is, but the ceremony itself, specifically with ayahuasca? Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, I just feel like so much of what we're missing in the West is that like loss of ritual and ceremony, like where just any space where we come together with a common intention and a common and a desire to connect or to work through something like it's almost as if we like don't do that. Like we had family dinners. Maybe that's like the closest thing we had to like a ritual or something. <laughs> right. But um, yeah, in, in these plant medicine ceremonies, we, we come together and we like create a, a unified energetic field and, like, and we, we connect to each other. And, and then we 
use these sacraments to like open ourselves up to deeper feeling experiences and, and deeper cleaning experiences. Um, the ayahuasca has a, a very strong purge, um, usually like vomiting, but otherwise it can also come through pooping or through um, tears or through laughter. Some people will like have huge fits of laughter and it's, we're just in this process releasing tension in our body, releasing these, these stories also and programs and traumas that are, are not serving us. So as we sit together and there's usually a facilitator or a shaman and they are holding the space, which means they are keeping out kind of any energies or entities that are, are not going to be helpful. And they're also helping to clear people of their um, density or any entity attachments or and there's so there's many spirits in the world and there's this whole invisible world that we some of us are often not aware of mm-hmm. um, until we have some experiences like this so it's this opportunity to like connect deeply and to journey and play in that invisible world and clear ourselves out so that we can yeah again like come back to the heart come back to our spirit knowing come back to this deeper place within ourselves that that um is not so thinky thinky mindy mindy cuz that just in the end it's it hasn't been serving us if we look at around at where we're at in the world this is a world driven by by patriarchy and male dominance and by the mind and it's just it's clearly not working so like how do we move to a different space where we are being a little bit more feminine and receiving open having our heart open to receiving this knowing and acting from that place instead of thinking that we know what to do and where to go and how to be because there's some greater plan so much conditioning to um to like wipe away and i feel like that's what you're describing happens in any ceremony that involves plant medicine and and the the plants do their work right plant medicine can be more than just you know ayahuasca or tepes coyote or peyote i mean there's i work with a variety of plants in my practice and my rituals every single day and Mm -hmm. the plants are very intuitive to what our bodies need, whether it's through tea or through incense or through smoking or whatever, however you're going to use the plants, they have deep knowledge in it. And I feel like that knowledge is carried from before humans were even on this planet. So it's like brings us back to Mm. like before the times when we were dictated how we needed to live, we were connected to nature. So I feel like that it's like that unwinding of the conditioning is what happens in those ceremonies. At least that's how I, doesn't matter what it is. I do feel like that's, it's the deprogramming that needs to happen. I really love that part about like, yeah, connecting with the plants and that is like reestablishing our connection with nature. I mean, in China they do tea ceremony, you know, and they'll sit with this puer fancy tea and it's, it, it gets, it gets you a little high, you know, it's really these, all these plants, if we're like subtle and tuned in, they can like really activate us and like, ganja or marijuana weed i feel like it's one of the strongest plant medicines and it's kind of being abused in america but it's it's serving its purpose right now but i feel like that i would really love to see people sitting in in ceremony more in an intentional way with with um ganja yeah and i you know my ancestors are from ireland and wales and in ireland we use a lot of mugwort um my family Mm. for thousands and thousands of years have used mugwort so we drink mugwort. We sleep with mugwort. We bring it into our ritual and it does, it changes your consciousness when you use it intentionally. I think that that's the difference is even when you're talking about marijuana, right? It's the intentionality behind it. 
because if you set a space and you ask the plants mm. to be a part of what you want your intentions to be, it's a totally different experience. I mean, yeah, I can I can mm-hmm. put some mugwort on my incense any time in the day I want, but if I talk to the mugwort, if I interact with it, if I put it under my pillow at night, if I allow myself to receive knowledge from it. And so I'm, I'm saying this because it's I believe it's the same for all of them. I also think that what you just described too is doing it from a place of your heart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, kind of from like a deeper felt sense and and, and back to that like listening, right? We're like, mm. we're, we tune in and we give this relationship where we're actually listening to these plants. And yeah, like my different medicines will like call to me those, like they'll, they'll like literally like speak like, oh me, like, oh, it's time for me. Another one I work with a lot is the rape or hape. It's a tobacco medicine that you take in the nose and it'll just like call to me like, oh, okay. And that one I like because it's like kind of just like a personal ceremony. It's like 15 or 20 minutes. It's not like crazy psychotropic, but it brings me into my body. It disconnects some energetic cords. It connects me up it, and it just kind of like recenters my being. So yeah, so many nice plants. Yeah. I hope that we have more time to enjoy plants together in your in your travels if you make your way. Or maybe we'll we'll meet up somewhere else in the world. Yeah, come to Hawaii, girl. I That's where know. it's at. <laughs> we should have told our listeners that I'm still in Denver. You are in Hawaii, which is... <laughs> Big island. Yeah, wonderful. So you're on the island of Hawaii? Yeah, we're staying really close to this lava field. So last night we went out and had a little ceremony on um, with the fire and the full moon, watching the full moon rise on the ocean. So beautiful. Mm, I yeah. love that. I was in Hawaii in, I think it was 94, 95, and the lava was flowing directly into the ocean at the time. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and share this. Can I share this story yeah. with you? So we were on the big island of Hawaii, and I wanted to venture down into where the lava was flowing, and it, it, it had run over the road, so there was a big blockage. You couldn't go any further. And I you know, give the finger to whoever that tells me I can't go farther, and I got out of the car <laughs> and walked over the dried parts. It got as close mm. as I could to where I started to feel heat, mm. and I felt flooded in my like belly like a message of like oh you don't belong here you need to go 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 and i'm like okay thank you for letting me come visit and then what happened is like an hour later we were having a meal at a restaurant and i was explaining what i got flooded in my body and they told me that i got a message from the fire goddess that oversees Receives the the volcano there. Pele, they call Pele, her. Pele, yeah. yeah. And so they gave me a gift. Like this restaurant actually gave me like this stone and said that is very rare to get such a direct message. So it's actually like that was a protection. So they gave me a gift. I still have it somewhere. <laughs> was it a piece of lava or was it a different kind of stone? It was a different stone. Um, yeah. It was really kind of an interesting. Anyway, that was I hadn't even thought about that <laughs> in a very long time. <laughs> but I would love to come back and visit with Pele. <laughs> Yeah, she's not currently flowing, as I know it. She recently redirected her flow and like took out a bunch of communities. Like the place I lived in 2016 is now under like 10 feet of lava. So mm. the lesson here is impermanence, you know. And and our whole lives are really impermanent. We just try to create, often create a container that seems steady because that like makes helps our mind to feel more at ease. You know, okay, I have this structure, I have this house, I have this job, but any of that could change at any moment, you know, like we, like we learned with COVID, like you could run out of toilet paper at any moment. And um, then, then what are you going to do? And the same is true with the rest of our food supply. Like we don't have like an extensive like backlog of food. Like if those trucks stop coming, we have like three days of food in the cities. So it's like impermanence is real. And the, the island really helps you, helps me to, to recognize that and 
to embrace it because change is all there is really. Don't you think that that has been a, one of the um, biggest challenges people have faced in 2020 is the threat to their safety and security of just thinking everything is just going to be the way it is. Totally. Yeah. We, we have, we've gotten used to the system. It's very comfortable, but it's also kind of like uncomfortably comfortable. Like why, if we're got such this great society, like why are so many of us on like antidepressants and anti-anxiety? It's like 25 or 40% of, of Americans are on, are medicated. It's like, Mm. so we think we got it good. We, we can eat avocados all year round now and we can have all this food that's all super high vibes. But for some reason, there's some, some disconnect. And, and I really believe that a lot of that is because we're disconnected from ourselves, each other, the planet and um, community. You know, we, we kind of have become isolated in our little boxes. And so that's what a lot about sacred evolution is about, is just reconnecting us on all those levels. Um, and, you know, it's like we can't really be connected with another unless we're connected with ourselves. So it all really starts within here in our hearts. And then we connect out to the others. We connect back to the planet. Um, but there's a lot of pain there, too, you know. And then that, I think that's a, another reason why we're medicating is because, like, if we tune deeply into our sense of feeling, like, the pain of the world is great, you know. There's a lot of suffering happening right now. The Mama Gaia is upset. She's on fire. Like, it's it's tumultuous time to be alive. And it's really, a, I feel like it's a wake-up call for us, a, a warning sign. And I think it'll, for me and my life spirit, guides me in a way that like it's like well if i need to listen to something it'll start by tapping me and then it'll start by like slapping me gently and then if i don't listen it's gonna like backhand me across the face mm-hmm. and so i feel like that's kind of where we're we're at we're we're potentially about to get backhanded i don't think we've quite got backhanded yet <laughs> but we have we have some time i have faith that we have a little time to adjust our ways right so let's Let's go back a few steps and talk more about sacred evolution. Let's hear more about what it is that you do at sacred evolution. And then I do want to talk a little bit about your model because it's one of the things that, um, you know, made me very interested to have this conversation with you is because of the way that you have structured your finance piece at sacred evolution. Cause I think that this is, I think this is the way of the future. I think it's the way of the past and you're bringing it back. And so I'm very curious for you to share that with our listeners. Yeah, so Sacred Evolution is my, my new offering, um, sacredevolution.me. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's me. It's my gifts and what I've learned that I want to share to the world. And, and I also want to bring other healers and, and leaders into that. But it's, um, it's leading us back to that connection piece and, and mostly through, through ceremony and ritual, bringing us together to sit. Um, I work with the cacao plant and also with the tobacco and also with the tepes coite at this point. So bringing us back into conscious spaces and even non-sacramental spaces. I also um, offer some ecstatic dancing and just, just sitting together in meditation. And it's really amazing what we can do if we just have an intention to like ground down together and connect. Um, we offered an event called Heal, Play, Connect, where it was just like a healing immersive with 10 people, three days. And we just played together and healed together and connected. And it was profound for people just to have that space to like open because yeah, we have it's just we have a kind of closed society. Our hearts are kind of closed to each other. Because there's a lot of us, you know, and it's hard to be open-hearted at times when there's so many people. So just through the guidance, through the meditation, through the music, um, leading people back to their themselves, so that we can connect with others. And and then yeah, the it's gift-based. This is my this is what I've been guided guided to offer. Is I feel like I've received so many gifts in my life. You know, whether it's like a 
college education or cars here and there. And so I just feel a strong desire to, to give back. And I also feel that this like corporate capital capitalism of like extraction is just not serving us, you know, whether we're extracting from the earth or extracting from each other, Mm. we're not, we're not Mm. honoring each other as humans. We're not honoring the planet as a being. We're just trying to get what we can to get our needs taken care of. So gift-based is sacred evolution is my gift. Um, I offer these things um, as a gift. I'm careful now not to say that I'm offering them for free because like free means people are like, oh yeah, I just take it and I get to have it. But like, no, this is a gift. And whether you give back to me in the form of money or land or, or a massage or, you know, whatever, you know, your gifts are, I, I want, I want people to be able to tune into like, okay, like what is it that I have that is valuable to gift? Um, and maybe it is money and that's fine. Cause money is kind of this like equalizer of the gift. That's how it was like originally intended was like, well, maybe I don't have anything that you need. Like I don't have any chickens for your wheat, but I had some cows that I traded and now I have a little bit of money from the cows and then I'd like to buy some wheat. So like money was originally, was originally part of the gift. And so how do we get back to that? How do we tune in deeply to what, what, what things value to what things are valued to us you know like for someone they might not have a lot of money something is only worth like five dollars but for a millionaire they can like pay a lot more for that thing and then the person that has little money can then also receive it so it's kind of also this like trying to be like a little bit of an equalizer of resources so that those have that have been gifted a lot and are privileged can like can give more so that the others that aren't so privileged can also receive yeah i think that it's i'm I'm very very curious to find out from you um, how much of this is also going to be around energetic exchange. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is, this is also a very new thing to me, so I'm, I'm figuring out as I go. Um, and one and what I've been doing has been like at least sharing costs with people. So if I we offered that event, we rented a house, we had everyone who came, we had them pay for like the hard costs. And then the, the, the gift or the exchange beyond that can be more energetic or more financial or kind of pay it forward, you know? So yeah. like I give a gift to you, like it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to give a gift back to me. Like what I've witnessed that the, is that the, the cycle or the connection of giving and receiving is not necessarily so linear. Mm-hmm. Like we think, yeah, you, and it can be, it definitely can be, you like go to that job, you get that money, you go to that Starbucks, you get that coffee. But what I've witnessed in my life is that it's more like a web. And if I give over here, I can receive from over here and I give over here and I can receive over here. And then it really comes back to like being in touch with that heart and that spirit, knowing that deeper levels of knowing to listen to when it feels good to give. Because if we're all like listening and giving when it feels good, then we're all receiving and receiving from a place of like more abundance from more like overflow versus like this system we have now, which is like we're giving and taking from a place of lack, like oh, I need and you have. So I'll give. And so if we are tuned into that deeper place of inspiration, no giving. Yeah. The more we give, the more we all receive. Right. Yeah. So true. Do you see this as a possibility for a lot of business models to move to? And, you know, I've just opened the Moon Temple Mystery School. And, and one of the things that we want to provide at the school is um, 
reciprocity, right? So whatever you are doing in community service, we will, you know, we can offer that in equal value of class sponsorship. Um, and it doesn't need to be equal value, but you know what I'm saying? It, it needs, mm. it, we're, we're saying you don't need to do volunteering or community service for us. You can do it in your community in exchange for having access to information because it shows that you're committed to making change in a positive way for others. However, that looks for you, like no parameters, mm. Um, do you think, how do you feel about that? Do you think that that's a sustainable model? I love that. Um, I think that we're going to have to do some work before we're, we're ready for this. And we're, we're all going to have to like really tune into like, what is it to, to, to value something? Um, what I really like as in this interim time is like starting to go things that are more sliding scale. So mm. you have a service, a product, you find your base level of like what it's worth to you, like what you feel like you need to receive. Like say you have a tincture, some little bottle of medicine, $15, usually $20. But yeah, you open it up, you know, $15 to $50. And maybe someone is like, oh, hey, yeah, like this was worth $50 to me. So we start to tune into what value is to ourselves and we give that. And then the medicine makers then like, oh, wow, I just received $50. So I can actually give two bottles to someone yes. else. Yes. Um, so I think that that's one way that it can start working is like by starting some sliding scale. Um, there's also like, at least in Portland, some people working with like time banks mm. where it's like, okay, we're all humans. We all have hours to give. We have different levels of skill. And so like I put an hour in and that person puts an hour in and now we have an, I have an hour at the time bank that I can spend on someone else. So that's like another way that it could kind of, kind of bridge this gifting gap of where we're not just like, working for dollars and exchanging for dollars, but we're working with humans and exchanging with humans. <laughs> yeah. And so in the process of developing this model, have you um, come across any sort of negative feedback around it or concerns? And, I, and, and I'm only addressing this because I know that people have questions out there. So let's put the things out there that we know that people are wondering or that you've already heard. Yeah. Um, what I've run into is that, yeah, people, people really want to be told what something is worth. You know, and they want to be told from an external thing, like what the value is. And that's kind of like how we've been taught to like judge value is like, well, how much did it cost before? Or like, what are other people charging? Um, so the process of like tuning into like value as a more personal thing, I think is something that will be a challenge. Um, and so what I've been doing is like, yeah, share the, share the cost with whoever's participating and then like tell them like, well, and this is usually worth this much to this much um and so yeah hard to say on the business level like whether it's been like successful but like as as i started doing this like i had one conversation where someone's like you need to have like a uh you need to know your value and define your value and i was like no i want to give it away and we had this clash and then like i was like no i want to give it away and then the next day i received a gift of ten thousand dollars yeah so and then like I, when I finally released my sacred evolutions, I, I received a gift of $5,000. So it's like, it's going to be hard to track, right? Like how yeah. it's because it's not coming like so directly. So there has to be some of that, like that faith, that trust, you know? And you're also very, you are very tuned in. So when you're giving, you are opening your heart to receiving more and more. And that is, you know, I, I hope that our, our, humans, the beings on our planet Earth right now start to feel into the change that we're going through to become more connected to themselves, to spirit, to God, goddess, whatever they want to call it, because 
you're able to have that faith because you have a very centered, grounded, grounded connection. And you know, you're manifesting the life that you want through a, a purely open heart. Like I actually look mm. at you like such a, you have such a, 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 an aura of love that I'm not surprised that that flows that way for you. But I think it's hard for a lot of people to get there. The first mm. part of that work is to align themselves in some way, right? We, you know, this is what we're here for. This is what you and I are here for. This is mm-hmm. what we want to help people do so they can get to a place where they can have the faith that it is going to, your needs are always going to be met. Like, you know, the, it's not just the universe that has your back. It's the whole spirit world. It's mm-hmm. your ancestors. It's the planet system. It's all of us. We're connected, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, like the first part of that was just like letting go. You know, like letting go of that perceived sense of security, of comfortability, and being open and following the guidance. And I feel like by following the guidance, I've been like constantly supported. Um, but yeah, I do also feel like I have like an ingrained like abundance code, like our abundance like vibration because like mm-hmm. I was always taken care of. Like, I mean, my parents were like in debt and had a mortgage, but then I had the grandparents that would come to town and like take us out to fancy dinners and pay for college. So like I never had like a, a fear that a lot of people have been ingrained with. And again, it's like this, this societal model that we have that's like feeding off of that. I mean, feeding off of all the fears, but feeding off that fear of scarcity that we're not enough. And when we realize that like, oh my God, there's so much money in the world. There's so much value being created. Like mm-hmm. the technology is insane. Like people have to work like one-tenth as much as they did before, but yet mm-hmm. we're still all working the same amount and getting paid the same amount. And it's just like, we're just kind of stuck. So as soon as we start to realize how much abundance there is and start to, to let it flow more freely, then we're all, it's just, we can create heaven on earth. You know, it's like, it's totally possible. Yeah. I like to say the universe is my trust fund. yes trust we're all trust funders then (laughs) i mean everybody the universe is a trust fund for everybody and it's so interesting i was reading something recently about um because you know we you know you and i we work abnormal schedules i don't work nine to five in my business i know you definitely do not and i was looking at why there's still such a mindset around Monday to Friday, nine to five. And so I went back and did some research on the industrial revolution and how the schedule was created to get the most out of workers and mm. why it was created the way it was and why Sundays were off and why people started and stopped at certain times of the day. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like people are still living by a schedule that was created to get the most out of workers during the industrial revolution. And it is not wow. the human's most productive hours. It was based upon mm. that period of time and i'm like boom mind blown (laughs) so there's even like yeah more productivity to be had but then also to realize that how much like power is there in in doing nothing you know like we witness like so much um destruction in the world because partially because we're like do more grow more expand but if we just like do less you know it's actually good for the environment like all this covid quarantine like wow Air quality is a lot better. Mm. This is really great. Oh, the water's clean. <laughs> like, look what happens when we all just like hang out at home with our families. <laughs> like, right. that's great. Right. I like to say that Mother Nature put us in a timeout, and I, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I loved it. I, I actually will still say that this is for me. It's been one of the most joyous times, and um, staying in in 
in stillness and not doing anything is hard for so many people. And I do have my moments where I get in the go, go, go mode that I mm. actually have to take moments to reset my clock to get back into the flow mode. And to me, flow is doing what my body wants to do at the time. And I know that not everybody can do that all the time because we have obligations and jobs and you know different things we have to, to accomplish, but we can have the division between go, go, go and flow and rest like there's there okay. is time for that it's like when can you look at your schedule and if it's really busy what can you cut out to make time for a nap mm. <laughs> even if you have to schedule that nap in you know, i mean that's where yeah. you're at lots of people need to schedule that in let alone we i mean let alone even taking time in the morning to meditate or stretch or do breathing if you're mm. not doing that already you need to go start there yeah. <laughs> and then we'll talk about first scheduling. thing off yeah. meditation before cell phone <laughs> right i mean yeah Right. Um, I do like that there is right now happening across the United States as people have watched this documentary called Social Dilemma. And I, as much as, you know, as much as I don't really tune into that stuff, I'm really glad that people are starting to question it. I remember at the, around 2017, I recorded one of my very first podcasts was around me living a notification free life. Mm. And um, I got the most feed, you know, I was a new podcaster at the time, but I got the most feedback from people like you do what? And I'm like, (laughs) it's true. Like I have in my house now is the same. It was just me at the time, but now it's my entire home. We are notification free. Our phones do not buzz our computers don't go off. There's no beat. Like I control when I look at my device, my device does not control me to tell me when to look at it. Mm. And it's the best thing that I ever did. And it's still that way. And I, you know, last year I finally changed the voicemail on my phone and said, you can leave me a message, but to be honest, I don't take calls and I don't really check messages. So (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll get back to you when I, when I have, you know, when I check my device, but I don't have any ringers that go off. So I won't answer your call. Mm. Um, and it was kind of a I, I drew the line I drew the line in the sand with electronics at that time. And I think that mm. this is one of the things that is most important for anybody that's listening to do, no matter where you're at on your spiritual path, no matter what you do, is to take time to have no notifications and no access to a device in your hand. Mm. It's funny because as you're talking about no buzzes, I got a very strong buzz in my whole body, <laughs> like oh, yeah. energetic goosebumps. Because yeah. um, I'm with you, I've been doing that also for many years. Um, mm-hmm. This no notification life, and for me, it started when I went on my spirit quest. I went to Canada, so all of a sudden, I had no cell phone service. So the internet became a place I had to go to. Mm-hmm. So I had that like forced separation between like having it all the time, and yeah, it really it really helps to to stay present, you know, and to reconnect with our felt sense if we can't always be distracted by this cell phone. It's not, not only the notifications, but the fact that it's right there with some dopamine hit. You know, when we hit Instagram mm-hmm. and we see a like, we feel some neurotransmitter in our body that mm-hmm. feels good. Or if we see not likes or negative comments, then we can feel bad. And so it's like by having this like distraction, something to go to, we are missing out on like the felt sense of what's happening in our bodies and in our present realities. Yeah. Yeah, truth. I mean, that's absolute truth. And I read a um, a book prior to that podcast that talked about how we have taken a, generations of deep thinkers away. We've taken away the brilliance mm. of the the processing power of the brain away from so many different generations because we don't have time away from the device to code deep. So they, I don't remember the book and I don't remember the podcast number that that was, <laughs> but 
The, the premise was is that you know now you actually have to schedule time to go like weeks or months without that to allow your the processing power of your brain to actually be tapped into that we're staying at the surface level and we're mm. taking our brilliance away by not allowing our brain our brain is always going to be smarter than our device we just aren't giving it the mm. time to to do that and so that's and that's what you do in, in in ceremony if we if we think about that in ceremony and ritual and connection you are accessing deeper parts of the brain than we mm. do day to day. Would you say mm-hmm. that's right? Yeah, totally. And deeper parts of our like our whole being that mm-hmm. we're not. Because for me, even daily, it takes like some time for me to like inter interconnect with myself and my heart and my spirit and my like energetic body. Like daily, daily practice to like tune in for for me. Like my partner, she's different. She's just like always turned on. But yeah, without that little bit of time to like feel, we're just like in our minds running around like monkeys. Monkey yeah. Mind. Yeah. Your beloved is connected. I'm sure the two of you together can help each other in that process of staying connected. Yeah. And we play a lot of like energetic games and work with the tantric energy to, to cultivate our beings and to like expand our healing capacity. You know, like this is also what like Jesus and Mary Magdalene did so they could heal many people. They worked their, their tantric energy. They worked their sexual energy to become expanded beings so that they could like give a lot of healing. And um, that's another like thing that we humans are able to do. We are able to heal each other with our magic, you know, and it's like, but it does take a little bit of time and cultivation. Like sometimes I think like, oh, I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I'm not working. I don't have like this job, like nine to five, but man, I do a lot of work, (laughs) you know, a lot of sitting with myself, a lot of processing emotions, a lot of energy cultivation so that I can show up in this heart vibration. And so the work is different for all of us. Right. And you and your heart vibration is being a healer. Because even if you're not um, intentionally healing around you, just you being in that space and, and same with your, your partner, Phoenix. I mean, you guys just even feeling from your heart space, you radiate that out like a beacon. So people mm. around you are feeling that. Like, I, I mean, imagine your neighbors. You're impacting your neighbors wherever you live. They're getting blasts of wonderful, loving energy without even knowing it. They're going to be like, oh, I mm. feel like I know that that's what you do. So the gifts that you bring just even doing the work on yourself is incredible. Thank you for seeing that and reflecting that. That that helps because yeah, even for for us, there's doubt along the way. Like, are we doing the right thing? Are we are we are we living as we as we should? And I tried to eliminate that word, but it still pops in sometimes. Yeah, that and sorry, they need to be yeah. disrupted from our vocabulary. I go for surprise whenever I can. Yeah, <laughs> not sorry. surprise. Yeah. Oh, I stepped on your toe. Surprise. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. So then I don't have to put any more money in my, like, you know, my sisterhood. We have a swear. We have a sorry jar where we have to put Uh, money in, where we share whiskey at the end of the cycle. If we, oh, it's terrible. I'm like, oh my goodness. I've like funded the sorry jar for the last couple of months because we know, you know, with all the changes in the planetary alignments and what's happening, I've been saying sorry a lot. (laughs) Mm, I hear that. Yeah. So Elwin, what's next? Like what can people expect from you and where can they get in touch with you and find out more about the healing, the magic, the medicine that you're weaving into this, this place and time? Yeah. So we are big Island based right now. Um, we're going to be here for the winter, um, on the internet, sacredevolution.me or on Facebook and Instagram, sacred evolution. Um, find me there. 
And yeah, I'm really passionate these days about that Heal Play Connect event. It's, um, it's like a healing immersive. And so it can be like anywhere from one day to one week. Um, and we just want to get people together to like connect, to dance, to play, to heal, to feel, to work through the things that come up, you know, and just be human and, and be with each other. So um, we want to do more of those. I mean, if actually what, I, what feels really good to me is if, if people want to, to have one of those events come to them and they have like a group that they want to like have sit with it to reach out to us so that people are kind of like calling us in to come and, and facilitate mm-hmm. in that way. And, and we've got a lot of magic, a lot of plant medicine magic, a lot of movement magic, a lot of energy practices um, that we can bring in. So th- those, that's the main um, the offering that I'm feeling passionate about right now. I can also do some personal sessions, just kind of the power of presence, or just sit with people from this space of open-hearted non-judgment, and we just see what comes up, and usually it's profound. You know, Usually we can tap into places of feeling and emotion that is, is usually unavailable um, in our go-go world. Mm. So those are the two main offerings right now in my existence. And I love yeah. it. So if those, those of you that are listening, if you, you know, want to get a group together, you have a group of people that you connect with and you want to do some type of deep healing, which we all know that we absolutely need. And we crave that connection, not just to ourselves, but a connection in a safe place to interweave with ourselves, with our, our friends, our family, and with other gifted individuals that can hold our hearts like safely and with love and help us divinely, you know, go through a process of release so we can you know, build up our reserves for what's coming. Because if you're located in, actually, it doesn't matter where you are located in the world, you are going through a massive amount of change. This is, mm-hmm. this is not optional anymore. This is, you know, you can't, you can't step aside this part of the roller coaster ride. Everybody's going to go through it. Yeah. So if you want to build up your reserves, reach out to Elowin and, and, and see how they can, you know, put something together for you. I know that whatever your needs are, they're going to make that work. <laughs> Thank you for your faith in us. Yeah, we, we do have some strong magic getting stronger all the time. Wonderful. Well, Elowin, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. I receive your thanks. And I thank like, you also for, for doing it. I'm like blasting you with all my love. <laughs> thank you. I look forward to seeing you again. And for those of you that are listening, whatever app that you are listening to us on, please give us a like and a review. And if you're looking for more information on Elowin and all the magic he's bringing to the world, go look at the show notes because everything is going to be there for you. And we will be back soon. Thank you for joining us today. On any of your favorite listening apps, we would really appreciate a rating and review. And if you're looking for more information, make sure that you go to moontempleschool.com and you can find us there.